Welcome back, everybody, to the Crowcast. That's right, it's February 6th in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's about, uh, I'd say, like 45 degrees outside. Uh, definitely a little warmer than yesterday. Um, I am over this cold weather. Let me tell you, I left Chicago for a reason. Uh, so, uh, glad it's warming up a little bit, but I mean, I shut down totally. Like I, I, I literally hibernate when it, it's below 30 degrees. I, I don't know why I just can't get my engines going. Uh, all my energy leaves me and I just want to eat and drink and play video games and watch TV. It's pretty normal, I guess. Um, you know, but I, I like to do stuff. So, uh, screw winter. That was the big appeal to Los Angeles for me uh, was no winter. You just got to skip that, you know, like mild, mild, you know, spring is is uh, as cold as it would get, you know, upper 40s, maybe low 50s a couple days. But uh, I like that sunshine. Those of us with seasonal affective disorder, you know, that's uh California is a pretty uh tempting place. Nashville's fine most of the time. Nashville's fine most of the time. Um but they they have a real winter. We have we have seasons here in Nashville. Uh you get all four. Um it feels like you get cheated out of fall the most though, which is which sucks cuz fall is gorgeous here. Um I I haven't lived anywhere I think that looks as pretty in the fall. I mean, I'm from East Tennessee, but I don't know. There's something about the rolling hills here uh, that's really nice with all the changing colors. But yeah, um, I digress. Uh, it is Sunday. I I worked all weekend. Um, uh, good money. People are going out on the weekends, not so much in the week, which is, you know, fine. It makes for uh, chill Wednesday, Thursdays, and busy Friday, Saturdays, but it all comes out in the wash. Um, had a weird interaction with the table last night. Uh, it was a good interaction. Uh, I had a, an old lady couple come in, and and if you're if you're an old person and you're nice, you will get the best service from me. Like like I don't think I can provide better or try harder than with old people uh, that are nice. You know, if you're like an old, old Karen, uh, that's different. Uh, I, I, I really can't, I, if you're just bitter, then there's not much I can do for you. Um, but if you've made it to the end of your life and, uh, you have maintained a kind heart, you deserve the best of treatment. Um, yeah, I mean, I have, hold on, pause. Let's talk about the name Karen for just a second. Like... <laughs> It's crazy that it is in the zeitgeist so much, but I think there's a reason it's in the zeitgeist. Like, it's not just that we've picked this name, right? Like, it's not just we've picked the name Karen and it's become something else. Like, Karen is also a pun. So I don't think it would have as much backing uh, if it were not also a pun. So, like, she's clearly caring too much, right? So Karen being a pun and then also being used in the way it is i think that is the uh how it's become so uh pungent of 
of a nickname or a, a stereotype. Um, you know, poor Karens. Like, they didn't pick they didn't pick to be a pun. But here we are. I have, like, like iterations of Karens. I've, I've kind of created a whole chart. Um, there's, t- there's Tiffany's. There's, there's, um, um, <laughs> there's a bunch of different names for people that are, like, developing to a Karen. Like, a Tiffany is not a, not a Karen. A Tiffany is the step before a Karen. They're usually in their, uh, like, late 20s, early 30s. Uh, they really care about their engagement ring size and are huge fans of The Bachelor. Um, they will eventually one day become a Karen. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I just needed to go off on that tangent really quickly. Uh, so you know all the weight that bears uh, <laughs> you sitting in my section. Um, but yeah, these uh, these two old ladies came in and they were uh, they were really nice. They were really nice. And um, the meal was going great. And I I happened to say sometimes when I approach a table, I will be like, would you like to talk about the future? You know, like in referencing it's, it's better than saying like, oh, what are we going to eat or are you guys hungry or whatever other people say? I, I happen to say, would you like to talk about the future? And then they both laughed uh, at the same time. And I, I was like, okay. And, and then uh, one of the older ladies was like, let's not look too far ahead. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like these sweet old ladies went dark on me quick. And I was like, Wow, like it just left me speechless. I've been thinking about it ever since. Like, I mean, it makes sense. I guess if you're at that point in your life, you can't not. I mean, I think about it. I think about it a lot. And I'm, you know, I'm still a young man. I'm going to knock on wood here. Um, but it was just strange to like, to to have this sweet old lady just like suddenly be that morbid. Um I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I felt compelled to talk to you about this, but uh, it's just something I, I felt need mentioning. Maybe it has something to do with you know, like I said, uh, our own mortality. What is living? What is living? I mean, because you know when you're not living, you know, like you know when you're you're not alive. Well, I mean, I guess I don't know if you do, but you when you're when you're alive and you're not living, you know, when you're not not really living, you know, I think I'm uh, probably sounding a little convoluted. I mean, I was it was slightly intentional. I did it on purpose. But uh, I think about, you know, what's the best way to live a lot? And um, this this podcast is is kind of part of that, you know unfettered release of expression and feeling i think that's part of living uh i mean you gotta you gotta mind your p's and q's but i think you gotta let it out man just like these these jazz musicians do yeah so what else is up yeah 
Well, um, my buddy is coming into town tomorrow. James McGuire of the McGuire family. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I feel excited. I feel um, like we're going to have a good time. We're, uh, I, you know, he lives in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is kind of a, uh, a uh, in terms of size and quality of life, uh, similar to Nashville. So uh, it'll be interesting to hear his notes and comparisons, and hopefully I'll be able to go and visit him up in Grand Rapids sometime. But I think I'm going to take him to some places. Um, uh, unfortunately, my restaurant's closed, so I won't be able to be, be able to take him there. But uh, we're going to hit up uh, the east side, most likely. A few uh, cocktail bars and uh, maybe some dives, just to, just to give him a quick tour. Um, Got to hit up Attaboy. I mean, you, you need to experience Attaboy if, um, if you haven't. It's uh, so the only problem with Attaboy is that it originated in New York. So uh, that's my only qualm, really. I mean, the 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 cocktail bar is amazing. So Attaboy is an all cocktail cocktail only lounge. It's kind of very speakeasy style. It's it's difficult to get into um, if you just want to go on a whim, uh, like on a Friday or Saturday. That that's going to be rough. Uh, Luckily, uh, it's Monday night when James is here, so we shouldn't have a problem getting in. Um, but you never know. Um, but the way this place works is you, there's no menu. And you go inside. They ask you what you want to – well, they ask you what you like to drink, rather. And they kind of, like, fill you out um, and pick something – that they think you'd like and uh usually they're right they're they're pretty good at it um i would say they're very good at it uh and this this kind of establishment is is uh i think on the hippest forefront of cocktail experiences um just because it feels very exclusive and very like catered to you um so we'll definitely be hitting that up but i i, I think it's like a, a must do but the only thing is, it is originally from New York. So I, I want to make sure we hit up some places that are very Nashville. Like, um, we're going to go to Dino's, definitely. Um, so if you need a, a late night spot or a, a spot to grab some food after some, like, you've been day drinking or something like that, uh, Dino's is uh, definitely a place to stop. Um, I would describe it as it's divey, um, but it's like hip divey, you know, like, uh, it's not old people divey. It's not like grungy bar divey. It's like, it's like, uh, an old diner got turned into a bar on the inside. And then they have this really nice back patio area that they set up during COVID, um, which feels much newer and much more like developed, um, and they have food. They have really good burgers. Honestly, I haven't found a better burger in Nashville, um, like Bar Burger. It's um, they're small, um, and they're like traditional 
cheeseburgers. You know, they're not. There's nothing like crazy special about them, but they're really good. Like people always compare Jack Browns to them. Jack Browns is another burger joint that has really good burgers, uh, but I like Dino's better. I'm gonna say it. I do. I like Dino's better, and I like the animal style fries. Like get the animal style fries and a burger, you're set. Uh, and and uh, if you've been drinking, you're not gonna be hungover the next day. Um, and the vibes there are crazy cool. Like it's not it's not just one type of people that goes to Dino's. It's a a, a clash of of like young culture there. So it's. It's nice to be able to like look around and see diversity in Nashville. Um, I, you know, there is diversity in Nashville. It's just, it's just you got to know where to look. You know, um, it can be kind of a segregated city unless you're in the right places. Um, where else are we gonna go? I don't know. I, I, maybe I mean Dukes is another spot. They have really great sandwiches. Um, but if if I have to pick burger or sandwich, I'm I'm usually gonna pick burger. Nine times out of ten, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but Duke's is kind of like a—it's less divey, but it feels divey. And supposedly it has all this like, like underground music culture hangout vibes there. Like, apparently, really big musicians have frequented this place. It's kind of like their—it was like their secret dive before. Uh, before it became the secret dive. So like I've never seen a music person there um, personally, but apparently it happens. So like I have a friend who uh, moved here and wanted to live close to Dukes just because he knew that Dukes was where music people hung out. So it's interesting. It's interesting. It's uh, Dukes is actually right next to where I work. So if I go anywhere after work to have a quick drink, that's probably where I end up. So who knows? Maybe I'll run into uh, Jack White and we'll develop the next great uh, folk blues album together. Yeah. Um, what's going on? I'm trying to remember what I wanted to talk about. I guess sometimes it's just best to listen to the music. I think that's the thing is I don't want to force this, you know? I want to let it flow. It was really interesting to see um, some people's responses. I... You know, I got five listens on this thing, but those were very valuable listens and people responded to those listens and I appreciated their responses. The, but the coolest part was that everybody kind of clinged on to a different thing. You know, I had one buddy that was like, I loved the food. Or like I had another friend comment on the comedy stuff. Like um, I had I had very different reactions to what I'm trying to do here. And and I appreciated all the feedback and, uh, you know, I. Uh, but I don't want this to be, I want it to be my thing 
and I don't want it to be a specific thing, you know? Like, like I enjoy talking about the food stuff, but I don't want to have to, like, I don't want to have to, like, seek it out, you know? I want to I be able to mention it. I want to be able to slide it in, you know? I, uh, I want this thing to be very organic. You know, the Crowcast is meant to be something that, you know, helps you get your helps me get my vibes going and helps you get your vibes going and then we're vibing together and then it's harmonious and uh i i want it to be something that you find uh tranquil yet in enjoyably humorous and um yeah yeah not forced i don't want it to feel i don't want it to feel like it shouldn't be painful you know for me either shouldn't feel like work should just feel like flow here's the deal with me i i can't not think about what i'm doing while i'm doing it it was my biggest downfall when i was doing improvisation like i'm i i can't not analyze at the same time i uh i do a thing and and i i don't know how to get over that maybe this is one of the ways um but what happens is I end up commenting on the thing as I'm doing it, um, which makes my life just like one long satirical commentary on what I'm doing. Um, which back to the living thing, I don't. I think that is taking away from my experience of living, um, because then I'm not just enjoying anything in the moment. I'm just like, it's so hard. It's it's. For me, being in the moment is crazy difficult. I mean, I'd love to hear if anybody else has this problem, but I I have to exert so much energy to be present. Like, otherwise, I just go into a hole in my head and dig around in there and just like will ha- like pick up and look at the same six thoughts over and over again. They're usually complex thoughts or anxieties. But I, I'm just like, just in my little headroom, just staring at these like balls of crystal fear, and <laughs> and yeah, and I would rather not do that. But I figured out in order to not do that, I have to like either be exerting a lot of physical energy or emotional energy. You know, if I'm on stage, uh, then if like and I have to perform, everything sinks up and I, I, I lose time and I am in the moment. Um, usually, you know, uh, if I'm the one doing the performing, here's the problem with improv. When I was doing improv, uh, I would have time to like think about everything and then I wouldn't be present in the moment. I'm not as engaged. Uh, so I, I think I'm way better at that now, but when I was starting out, it was not easy for me. Um, yeah, so I don't know. So like, I guess I bring it up because as I'm doing this podcast, I have to talk about the podcast where I can't, I can't just talk about things because that feels fake. It feels fake to just, to, to talk about stuff, you know, like, like what I'm really thinking about is what I'm doing right now. What I'm really thinking about is the fact that I have to come up with things to talk about. And that's, that's not the jazz, baby. That's, the jazz is, 
is what I'm actually doing, you know? Like, the jazz is being present here. Maybe, maybe I'm actually better at being present than most people. It's just I'm so far into the, the present that uh, and there goes the thoughts. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, I do think in some ways I'm better at being present. Like as a waiter, you have to be very present. And it's like you're performing the whole time. Um, and it demands your immediate attention. And you have to have like a thousand things going at once, you know. Um, but then when I don't have a thousand things going at once and I just got one thing, <coughs> it's like my thoughts just consume me. Um, it's like I need a thousand things going at once to be able to be to be focused. Um yeah. So, like I said, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a lot of me getting over this hump uh, of of like I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this podcast a lot, y'all. I'm gonna talk about me doing the podcast a lot, but I will eventually not talk about the podcast because I'll get tired of it. And I'll let go of uh, the insecurity of doing the podcast. But right now, you're just going to have to, like, bear with my psychopathologies while I try to figure it out. In the meantime, there's jazz in the background. And I look forward to talking to you guys soon.